<laughs> oh jeez, Rick. All right, so uh, hello everyone. This is Fluke Man, also known as I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and I will. Uh, how many hours, Fluke? How many hours? I like I said four hours. I think I said four hours, right? I slept like a fucking baby. Well, anyway, welcome to the. I slept breakers. three hours. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome to the. You're almost stop pulling out your dick on the podcast, man. Got step on the skins. Give the horn. Steel sand. We are going <clears throat> Anyway, more enthusiasm, boss. There we go. I do what I want. <laughs> all right. So we got we got a couple things on the docket today. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but I think we should start with a pretty big one. We'll start with we'll start with voting, ooh, and I'm gonna ooh. defer to Theo Sam for for a hot second so that. He just talks about what he wants to talk about. Well, here's my stance on voting. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are going. never done. This is Sparta. No, I'm just kidding. This is America. This is America. I'm lucky to call it Athens at this point. And anyway, in any case, uh, my whole thing on voting is if you want to do it, by all means, vote for who you want to vote for. But please don't vote for them because you think they are like you because they're not. They own better homes. They own better cars. They eat better food. Vote for them because you believe in their policies. Really research into them. And for God's sakes, please, for the love of God, vote for anybody besides Mr. Cheeto Dust. Please. We've even, se- even Joe Biden, who's physically incapable of leading at this point? He's got a vice president. <laughs> so you want, you want a puppet? Exactly. Like the Earth King. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. Um, and please, if you are going to vote, just understand that unless you're voting for a senator or a House of Representatives, it doesn't matter who you vote for for president. Because at the end of the day, the Electoral College decides who gets voted president. Which is why we need to vote that antiquated system out of the building. Well, I mean... If you don't mind me saying, isn't that isn't that the, the republic side of us being a, a democratic republic? That that because is, the democracy part is voting for these representatives, then the republic part is those representatives voting for the president. Yes, but the which elect- I, I I do want also want to say a lot of people say, oh, this is a democracy. No, it's not. We're a republic. We're a democratic republic. Yeah, but the the whole the whole thing with that is the electoral college was originally designed for. Um, for a large for a large group of people who whose uh, entire voice could not be um, concretely heard due to the limitations of the time in which it was created so this was created back when we didn't have internet when we didn't have phones when we didn't have all this advanced technology that could accurately uh, determine you know who's who we want to elect for any appointed office now we do and so thus this antiquated system needs to go away um mostly mostly due to the fact that especially like during the last election somebody else should have been president but we got mr cheeto dust so it was either him or the witch so at least the witch would know how to kill off a virus she, she suicided a lot of i other know but things. we'd be in world war three four three 
Or am I thinking about Naruto? <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the, fourth, the fourth Ninja War. We, we would experience two wars under her reign oh, at the same yeah. time. But the thing is... Please don't suicide us. We're just commentating. At least for me, it was it was between the witch, which is Hillary, and the pig, which is which is Donald Trump. At least the pig is honest about his filthiness. This is true. The the witch will always be conniving and always try to come off as clean. But at least the pig is just like, dude. Can't, just get I in the don't know pool. how you got that STD. Have you <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen her speeches, dude? Like hearing her talk and seeing Pokemon her go makes to the polls. Is what? Hearing that woman talk makes me uncomfortable. Does she is she sexualizing you? Absolutely. I, I don't am like the it. Senate. <laughs> That's basically her, huh? Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, who would be Trump if hmm. if Hillary would be Solo and the Wookie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not George? I'm Jabba. <laughs> I think Jar Jar fits better. He Jar-Jar ruins all, he ruins something great that has lasted for years, and then as soon as he shows up, the whole country all screams out, "What the fuck?" He's the true Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when everybody thought his ass was fucking Snoke? Oh, but Sam, uh, I have a I have a quick question really though. Um, well, we'll give it away the so, ears. So. Uh, as for myself, in regards to that system, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm leaning towards more around your ballpark mm-hmm. than anything. But there's also that uh, argument of like the reason why electoral college um, exists as well is so that every state has equal representation. Mm-hmm. Because uh, of course, like in regards to uh, population, there's there's some states that make up the majority of of the U.S. population. Fair enough. Like California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not Alaska. I think part of part of what needs to go into that is, you know, a whole... Because I, I understand, you know, why the Electoral College exists. That's why the whole Senator and House of Representatives mm-hmm. are separate entities, is for that very reason, is to give all the states an equal, an equal number of votes, but also allow, you know, the whole population to also take into effect. I think part of what needs to happen there is... Sort of the sort of the same kind of uh, system overhaul that happened when those two entities were created, in order to uh, make it so. I hate to say it, but I mean, at some point, here, here's what I think: for smaller states, like let's say states like Alaska, Hawaii, uh, or less populated states. I don't know what the other less populated states are, like the Maine, I guess. North Dakota, where half the population is just harsh winds. Yeah, North, North Dakota. Or, Montana, whatever, whichever one it was. So, something like that. Anyway, I think for those, I would say, I don't know. There's, there's, a, whole, there's a whole lot of logistics that needs to go into this and a whole lot of uh, system overhaul. Um, at the end of the day, unfortunately, those people's votes in those states is they're, they're going to have to be worth more than, than the votes from other states. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just to keep it a little more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to say, you know, what their votes don't really matter because their their population size is so small. Because that Cause they don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me chime in. All right, the smaller states, the way you get elected, go fishing. Whoever catches the biggest fish, fucking fucking wins. For the bigger states, wrestle a bear. I am done with this with this political plan. <laughs> 
Like if I, you if you want to rule our state, you gotta you gotta show up. No, even even <laughs> you gotta, better, you gotta <laughs> Vladimir Putin that bitch. Even better, if there's two presidents going against each other. Agni Kai. Yes. Uh, here, here's here's the thing. With I, machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say brass knuckles. I like that plan Just, a whole lot. Brass knuckles, a flashbang, tomahawk, and they're both in their underwear. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is this sounds yeah. like a pornhub genre, huh? This sounds like a pornhub genre. Either that, or it's or it's the topic oh, of every yeah. mental health patient in the nearest psychiatric hospital. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, in order to be president, you got. 32 hours to guess the launch codes. <laughs> Jesus. Whoever's closer wins. <laughs> and then they Didn't change. Hillary Clinton one time talk about uh, the the protocol in regards to a nuclear strike? I don't know. Like if on she, national or national television. I don't know if she did. Which is something classified. Oh, absolutely. That, oh my God. No, what, what it's really... It's okay, she's white and a woman. Here, here's the thing that really... Uh, Oh God! <laughs> oh here's here's oh what really God. what really pissed me off is during her last campaign for the presidency, she was saying, "Oh, I'm all I'm all in this for the troops and everything," and I'm just like, "I can Ooh, des- I can destroy your entire campaign promise for the troops with one word: Benghazi." Uh, yes, Benghazi is all I have to say, and your face gets. All uptight, like somebody just shoved something up your ass that you didn't want going up there. If you if you want to look up video archives of what she said in the past, that you could actually find a recording of her literally saying, "You know what? I support white supremacy." Oh God, she actually says that. Wait, you're not fucking kidding. I'm not fucking kidding. Let me tell you something. In all her campaign, or in all her campaign back in what? Please don't suicide us. Um, <laughs> I'm already dead inside. If we're <laughs> If we're not here for the next podcast, you know who did it. <laughs> I want you all to know this right now. If we disappear, rise up against the coalition and avenge your Latino brothers. Stupidity comes in all colors. Rise. <laughs> but uh, anyways, like all her campaign... Uh, contradicted what she used to go for, well, which yeah. is like well, everything. Well, mm-hmm. I think part of that is just evolving. Like my whole thing is people during her campaign were like, "You defend pedophilia," and it's like, "No, she didn't. She was assigned a pedophilia case when she was a oh yeah the lawyer thing yeah, when, no, when she was a uh, a um she was a lawyer. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember the specific title. A uh, criminal defense attorney. That's what it was. A public defender. That's what it was. Like she doesn't get to choose what cases she she's assigned. She has to. The only she other, has to do the job. She has to do the job. The only other way to get out of it is to resign, which then makes you look unhirable when you go to apply for another job somewhere else. And if you tell them it's because that person was a pedophile, they're like, okay, we don't want you. So there's there there has to be a certain level of logic that you have to view all of these circumstances under, and unfortunately. When you're on either side of the political spectrum, most people don't view it with that sort of logic. They just view it purely emotional, and they view her as, you know, a pedophile defender, which I'm like, I mean, technically you're right, 
But it's not because she actually wanted to defend the pedophiles. She, that was her job. Lawyers have been known to like do some very interesting things to try to get their uh, client uh, acquitted from um, being guilty. Oh, absolutely. Like, for oh, yeah. example, remember the O.J. Simpson trials? Oh, that's hilarious. Do you know what they were trying to do to try to get him uh, out of going to prison? They were trying to blame it on his blackness, on his ethnicity. Well, yeah. That but, like, the, uh, j- just because he's a black guy, this is the only reason why they're trying to like make him guilty, and that was their whole defense. Do you know why I stopped you? Cause I'm black. <laughs> Hell yeah, player! Shout out to Gabriel Iglesias. Yes, yes. Shout out to him. We love you, Fluffy. Fluffy, Martin, Orale, Furiki. Well, but that goes back to my question. I, I, at least I. Maybe I've forgotten the answer, Wait, or I feel like I haven't answered. You, you it. Asked the what question? would you say? What would you say uh, to a person to a person that presents the argument in regards to, uh, say, population? Like, I w- Wait, I didn't I even would know say, you asked the question. To be quite honest, I would say that dude. He asked it like yeah, ten minutes ago. He, he, he did. did? Yeah. yeah. I would say that the electoral college does need to go, and a new system needs to be put in place. How that system. What's gonna enti- entail that system is com- purely up for debate. I am um, the Senate, but and unfortunately, the, but unfortunately, the way the electoral college is going at this point, um, it doesn't it doesn't seem pointed in the right direction. Uh, it's highly antiquated, and clearly, with the last with the last uh, election we can see that you know what it's not working if anything i think they need to do better on finding better candidates in my opinion well yeah but i that's that's less well, gonna, that's less in money makes if the you think if you think about it the last election was a joke it was it you was know especially on I have, I have the side of the republicans the president. only reason the republicans picked trump they didn't want to vote for hillary well that's and the fact that they knew he was gonna, um, he was gonna be their their best candidate. No, because no. he started. You know, I mean, he started he was a running. Zealot. He he was a zealot for them. He was he was he because was a martyr. That's what he was. He was he wasn't the best pick for them. He was just the best pick for the Republicans to gain control over. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah. He was just a martyr for them. He was what they. He was the very essence of America. That's what he was. The very essence of America, that's what, he, that's what he represented to them. And so long as he or any other Republican, at the, for that matter, was elected into office, they didn't really care who it was. But because of how you know, bold he was during all of his speeches, a lot of people started moving to his side, especially after... Um, well, we're not talking about the people, we're talking about the, the actual Republican Party. I know. Which Let me finish. Let me finish. After he, after his uh, competition from the Republican Party started dropping out, and then they endorsed him, that's when most other Republicans were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna vote for this guy." And then there were some Republicans who, even though they didn't like him, they were like, "We're not gonna vote for Hillary." And I actually met a woman who voted for him, and I, even though I don't necessarily agree with her reasons, I can respect them at the very least. And it was for religious reasons why she didn't vote for Hillary. And I was like, okay, you know what? You didn't vote for him because you didn't want Hillary in office. You voted for him because his religious views somewhat align with yours. And I can respect that. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. 
And thankfully, you know, she was also intelligent enough to, to see like, yeah, I, I wish there was a better option at the time for who to vote for. I still wish these nuts had won for presidency. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I think yeah, I these nuts. I think President these nuts would have in would have initiated. Would have brought this country together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would brought it together like he did his nuts. Exactly. He would have been like both left and right. Every every time you know. Oh, every time Takes he over was easy. at an international conference, he would just be like these nuts. <laughs> Got him. Shout out to whoever made that vine. <laughs> I don't know what the what the fucker's name is. I'm going to tell you guys my two-step plan. This is these nuts. Thank you for voting for me. My next plan is called <laughs> Over Easy. Oh, God. Jesus. You heard it here. But, yeah, like going back to Joe Ren, the chemist question, um, for the most part, it's only a first step process, which is dismantling the electoral college. The next step, obviously, would be how how would we go about inserting a new system for electing a president? Because I under, I understand that concern, and that's actually a concern that I that I have uh, thought about, which is you know the whole population density and mm-hmm. and that that whole issue. Um, but I mean, if we're going back to you know the whole um, we're we're all created equal mm-hmm. sort of thing. I guess everybody's vote should be should be the same, but that that's more of an ethical debate and less of a political yeah. one. So it's a complicated situation, but I think we can all agree that the electoral college does need to does need to go away. Please don't suicide us. We're we're, we're humble commentators. All right. So uh, speaking of electoral college, let's remove the electoral part. Let's talk about college. God. Ooh. Sorry, I needed a transition. That's all right. That's all right. Well, I didn't need one, but. Too bad. So, are you referring to our experiences with college, or? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, college. Well, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. The first five years of college for me were fucking miserable. Simply Preach, be- sister. Simply because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Preach, sister. But you know what? I've taken some some years off of college and working, and I'm finally deciding to go back to school because I actually have a sense of direction. So if nice. you're if you're someone who's in college and is just kind of like fucking around, don't be ashamed. That's normal. And if for whatever reason you're in high school and listening to this, I don't know how many people actually are that age listening to our podcast. Could or if you, you know someone who's in high school. Could you imagine though? Hold on. Got cheese. <laughs> or if you know someone who's in high school who's struggling with academics, encourage them to maybe take a year off of school. Mm-hmm. After after graduating, oh, you know, not because not because you're lazy and not because you know whatever 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 reason that they give you, it's 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 a bunch of baloney. Okay, I struggled in school. I was a straight C student, you know, and school took a lot out of me. So imagine going right from that into into just more school, and I also had the disadvantage of being pressured to do summer school <clears throat> in college right after graduation, literally two weeks after. I didn't even have a summer vacation. I really, re- I really resent After that. After you graduated? Uh-huh. How does that make sense if you graduated? I graduated high school, but I was already enrolled in, uh, um, at community college um, for, oh, uh, for the summer. Summer semester, yeah. I was, Get that. I was, yeah, <laughs> and I was, I was pressured into, into doing that, mm-hmm. right? Because um, it was drilled in my head that going to college was the most important thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. Which is, while it is very important, it is not the most important. You I know? F- and also, 
um, it just it stressed me out. And mm-hmm. so I advise people: if you struggled a lot in high school and you barely graduated, take a break, take a breather, and then about a year later, hopefully by then you already already had a job, you know, and you know you will have learned some work ethic, you will have matured a little bit more. You know, because people who struggle in high school, I mean, going right in right into a four year college, you know that you know that's 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 hard i in in that sense i kind of agree i kind of don't because in this country at least in california i haven't been to any other school outside of the state they don't prepare you for college you know uh, my sister's going to a very different school and so they they are kind of um her schedule is kind of how a college kind of is but high school, I mean, uh, they just, from what I understand, they just, they're just worried about you graduating. They're not worried yeah. about you going to college, which should be the other way around. They should be worried. But regardless, um, if you struggle in, 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 in school, you know, it's, it's more than likely that college will be community college for you. Right, I mean, a straight C student doesn't go into a four-year college off the bat. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, community colleges this is the same thing. I mean, the statistics of that, uh, a lot of people, even people who do AP classes in high school, um, they'll fail the first year, and it's because the transition's so different. I mean, if I understand that you were a C student, I wasn't a very good student. I mean, I had my reasons. You probably had your reasons as well. Um, Booty. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but Shout out to Boondocks. Uh, I think, and this is something that upset me a little bit, although I wasn't the most academic person. Um, I don't know if you all knew this, but in high school, you could have taken a college course for free. Yeah. Or uh, college courses for free. Yeah, I knew that in college. I was placed in special ed education, so they didn't tell us anything. Well, yeah, they didn't even here. tell the the regular kids, even the AP kids. I mean, they didn't. You weren't told until after you had taken like the maximum amount of AP classes for that specific subject, and at which point they were like, "Okay, you can take this next course at the college." And they're like, "Okay, what does it cost? It's free. We we have a pro. We have like a contract with." the local community college where you can go and you can take that class. But that was usually only reserved for, you know, the really intelligent students. Um, that well, went the, to the only, uh, from what I understood, it wasn't only the really intelligent students. No, but students. what I'm saying is they, they reserved telling it. Oh, the knowledge. The knowledge people. of it to the really intelligent students. Cause so they not were, me. Because so I, I, I guess they figured, you know what, you guys are so intelligent already that if you go to a community college... You should be able to deal with the with the whole structure of how college courses are, which is they're going to lecture at you for any given amount of time. You're not required to take notes. You're not even required to do the homework assignments for most of the classes. At the end of the day, you're going to come in. You're going to take your test. You fail. You're fucked. That, that's that's the way the whole most of the college classes work. Now, some of them are structured a little bit differently, depending on what class what um, subject the class is in and so forth. But at the end of the day, no one's requiring you to take notes. No one's requiring you to really do the homework. As long as you show up, you take your tests, and you give them their money, that's all they really care about. They don't even care if you pass. 
One thing well, that I mean, we were talking about a typical college kid, not a high school kid, because they don't, uh, they don't get money from that high school. Well, kid. yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking um, about in general. Yeah, but I mean, I think it should be. It, I mean, they should have at least put the information out there, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe have have the students mm-hmm. at least take one college course mm-hmm. yeah because so that oh that that'll i mean that'll go a long way especially mm-hmm. um with the way things are going mm-hmm. you know uh the statistics for um for how often students fail in the first year is just baffling it's up mm-hmm. there in like the 70s the 75s and that, and you know what the really sad part about that is? Percent of students, first years. Oh. Place it like the year. No. You, <laughs> you, you know what? You know what is really sad about that statistic, is that statistic is considered acceptable. That's what's really sad. It should not be considered acceptable that seventy percent of all the students that go into that first semester fail at least one of their classes that they're taking, if they're taking more than one. That statistic is seen as acceptable both. In the four-year colleges, in the private schools, and in the community college, that statistic is nationwide, or even internationally. I'm, I'm assuming. I know definitely nationwide, it's considered acceptable. Which, what I want to understand is why. Why is seventy percent? Why is a seventy percent failure rate considered acceptable? Um, but kind of going off what um, the flute man said, uh, I would agree. You know what? If you're struggling a lot in school. Take a year off, you know, work because doesn't matter which if you're going to a four year or if you're going to choose to go to a community college, those classes are expensive regardless. Work, make some money, save up some money so that when you start taking those classes, it doesn't hurt you so much to take the classes, number one. But two, so you know what, you give your mind a break, uh, maybe discover something along the along the road where when you're working that you that you are actually more interested in learning, because I'll tell you off the bat, you know. A lot of the people that I knew in high school who who said, oh, we're going to do a science major or we're going to do a math major or a political science major, most of them ended up changing their major in some way, shape, or form. Now, it might have still been within the same sort of area or it might have been a complete 360 overhaul. Um, and it's because you ch- you mature as time passes you start to see yourself in a different light. You start to see things in a different light and you start to um, agree with certain things uh, because you become more educated. You become more experienced. And just going straight into college, saying, oh, I'm, I want to do this specifically and that. I mean, great. If you, know, if you know you want to be a doctor for whatever reason, go for it. But if you don't know what you really want to do, you just know, oh, I want to do something in like the health sciences. Okay, Take take about a year off. Maybe I don't know. Work as a receptionist or something at at a, at a health office, uh, at like a doctor's office or something. And then you know that's a whole nother fight. But uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Trust me, um, I know. But at least that way, you know, you can talk to doctors. You can talk to people in that profession, and sort of see, you know, what any of those professions would entail. And even then, you might be able to find a mentor doing that. Just. Don't assume that you have to go straight into college. That's the thing. Um, work is fine. There's nothing wrong with working. You make money. 
you get experience and then you acquire a certain set of skills. Some of them might not be very useful when you go to other jobs. Some of them might be very useful. But as long as, as, long as you're doing something and something productive, that time isn't going to be wasted, which is what I feel like a lot of schools are currently teaching their, um, their students is that if you don't go to college, all, those, all that time that you don't go to college is time wasted. <laughs> which which I feel is a very Stupid. which I feel is a very wrong thing to to tell these students and actually something why do they even have a right to say that they don't even tell us crap exactly yeah, they're they don't time. they don't teach you how to do taxes they don't teach you why it's important to vote how to vote on certain policies how to read laws they don't teach you how to how to take out a bank loan they don't teach you how to open credit cards or Beyblade exactly they don't they don't <laughs> teach you anything important but. <laughs> Fucking, who remembers freshman seminar? I remember, I remember it. That was a joke. I don't Useless even know what that is. class. I don't understand why we had to take it. I took Avid to get out of it, which was more useful to me, just because it taught me, you know, how college was kind of gonna be. But <laughs> I don't, I don't. From the stories that I heard about freshman, uh, what was it? Freshman uh, seminar. Fresh, freshman seminar. I don't know why they gave you guys textbooks. Fucking, I got a, I'll be honest, I got a C in that class. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and what's it called? Uh, our parents are very strict on uh-huh. grades, and I wasn't a very good student to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I was very honest. <laughs> so they're like, why would you, why aren't you, you know, doing better in this class? And uh, I think at that point, when they talked to me, I had like a D. And I just looked at my dad and told him, this class is useless. <laughs> you think you that's bad? You don't learn anything. You think that's bad? I was a special ed student and I had straight B's and C's. I, I, B's and C's? B's. That's like above average, bro. No, dude. Do you know what special ed classes are? What are they? You're basically doing algebra and pre-algebra shit. But what else? Why would and you put into... Uh... It's because of I have a, I was diagnosed with ADD and they didn't think I would excel in school. I was diagnosed with ADD too. Hey, you let know me, t- what? Let me tell you something. ADD is no, a no, bullshit no, 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 disease. No, 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 shut up. You know what? You you know what my parents said? Fucking, you don't pay attention, mom. Slap the shit out of exactly. you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. ADD is a bullshit disease that parents made up because they don't want to hit their kids. <laughs> and I'm not saying you know what? Take they don't want to hit their kids. They they didn't want to discipline their kids. There we go. Here, here's the thing. I'm not saying take a brick to your child's teeth. I am not saying that. What I am saying is if your child for is saying I can't pay attention for any amount of time and you watch them play a video game for three hours in a row, they are fucking lying to you. But that's different. Games are enjoyable. I don't no. care if it's enjoyable. You're <laughs> saying that you you're saying that you don't have the ability to maintain attention on anything for any given amount of time. I mean, now I do because I'm more mature. Exactly. Parental so, discipline. Did you grow out of that ADD? Uh, well, I don't really acknowledge it anymore. Parental oh parental discipline cures ADD. Because it teaches you, you know what, you have to be responsible. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. You're going to have to pay attention to some of these things. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't find stoplights important or enjoyable you need to know that red means stop, <laughs> green means go, and yellow means get the fuck over there as fast as you can. That's now, what that's what that means. Yellow means slow back, down, but okay. Uh, b- back to the college thing. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing is the schools, but another thing are the parents too. Oh yeah. 
uh who who here um was kind of forced into looking for a job as soon as they got out of high school uh, along with taking classes Ora. wasn't forced i was encouraged actually i was discouraged from doing that they wanted me to completely, completely focus on school see and uh for me personally i don't know about you but that fucked me up mm-hmm. oh, quite it, it a bit fu- it fucked me i up forgot up. to raise my hand for some reason it fucked mm-hmm. me up too i was working by i would say within a week of graduation i was already working at a wendy's within a week damn yeah I, I at least i had my summer but during school i went to rcc i went that's uh riverside city college Mm-hmm. And you know, I I got my classes, and I'm like, uh, and you know, they were saying, you know, oh, even yeah. though even though you're going to school over there, you need to look for a job. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm mm-hmm. worrying about getting my classes anyways. Mm-hmm. So I finally get the classes that I'm supposed to supposed to get. You know, whatever whatever schedule I get them at. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're core classes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, these will count. And um, I go and talk to my parents, and my parents, the, the, my dad got pissed. He's like, so you're not planning to look for a job? I'm like, well, isn't school important? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I ended up dropping a couple of those classes because they were like, I needed to look for a job, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, uh, if any of you have ever, you know, looked for employment, it's stressful as fuck. Yeah. And it's like they expect you to stay there like the way the way my, at least my parents envision me looking for a job is like sitting there for like hours on end just clicking and sending my resume mm-hmm. which in reality doesn't really work doesn't, like that. Mm-hmm. Um I would say uh, and also part of part of what helped uh add to the stress of that situation is you were probably trying to find uh, a place of employment that worked with your school schedule, weren't you? Not only that, but in the city I went to school in. Exactly, because that, that, that is a big factor because I actually used to go to UC Riverside, so I, I can actually relate a lot to, to that struggle is because my parents also were like, yeah, you need to work more uh, while you're still going to school. And I'm like, you understand that People out in Riverside, they don't want to hire me because I live in Orange, even though I tell them that I'm going to school in UC Riverside. And then you tell them, oh, I can only work so many days and some whatever. People don't want to put the time, the money, and the effort into training you if you're only going to be there, what, two, maybe three days out of the week. They don't really want that. And parents don't seem to understand that because they're like okay well you can find a job nearby here and it's like that's not how that works like i have class multiple days during the week and most places you know they they can't really work around that kind of schedule and i think parents ideally they're like they want you to at least my parents they wanted me to find a full-time exactly they want i mean they want you to find a full-time job while going full-time to school that's the thing which you know Going full-time to school is stressful enough. Exactly. You know, all of us have gone full-time. I mean, just the study-to-class ratio alone is just 
intimidating because mm-hmm. for every hour you gotta study three hours. Is that Bullshit. correct? And and here's my advice to those who are going full time: do not get a job because you will not have time to study. I wouldn't say don't I get a job. If you can take the stress, then go for it. But if you know you can't, then don't. If you have, if you and, have and, the and, luxury to do so, exactly. And, if you have the means by which you don't have to work, either because you got scholarships, grants, hell, you even took out a loan. You know what? Fine, don't don't get a job. Yeah, don't get a job, but you know, do the best you can. Do the best you can, but I mean, if you don't have the means, don't think you don't just need sell weed. So. I mean, it's it's. Le- <laughs> I mean, John. I mean, it's legal now, so it's legal, but it's legal now, so I, I don't thought of that. Look at the dispensary. Exactly. Hey, in all honesty, you know, because of all the stress and shit like that, I'm gonna be quite honest. I thought about it back when it was not legal. Okay. You know, oh, because geez. no, I'm serious. Because of <laughs> the stress that my parents, you know, put me on, mm-hmm. it was like you know I had to make money. You know, I had to find a job. I had to, I had to, you know, pay for school. And it got to the point where it's like I wasn't finding any work, mm-hmm. and um, they were just all my kids. They thought I wasn't doing shit, mm-hmm. which in reality I was. It was. It got to the point where it's like uh, they told me I needed to find a way to make money. Yeah, and at that. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do things that aren't necessarily looked highly upon. Yeah, looked highly upon. And plus, and at that in that point too, my parents said if they ever found out that I was doing anything illegal, they turned me in. I just so it was, but it was like, it was like, okay, do. The way I saw it is, okay, do I try to find a full-time and go to school full-time and maybe not sleep? Yeah, exactly. You know, or go insane. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, try to find an alternative that'll at least help me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I think uh, the thing is, too, it's, uh, well... This is going to sound kind of negative. It's just our parents' ignorance as well. It, because, like, mm-hmm. the thing is, um, in regards to the job placement environment now, is it's harder now than it was back then. Or, like, back then, like, even my, even, uh, we had to talk, tell my parents about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, when my father, uh, when did, when did our parents start to realize that, like, it wasn't us, it was the, it was the job placement environment. They, I'll be honest. They still didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, "Well, I mean, if you mean you'll you'll find a job either way, you know." They they're still kind of ignorant in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, the first two years, I it wasn't fun. No, it, it was hell. And um, what's it called? They uh, they were they were like you're gonna start paying bills, so you're gonna have to find a job, and you know. Uh, when they found out my when they found my grades, mm-hmm. and I was like fuck okay, and so I just you know, uh, my first job that I held for kind of lawn was uh, being a dishwasher, mm-hmm. you know washing dishes and shit like that, really. Actually, my first job was 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 in high school. My cousin worked at an old folks home, and I think he was he was a waiter. 
and they needed a dishwasher. I lasted there like a month. My first job, I was a, a salesman for mattresses and vacuums and Sears. I was 17, and I was just like, how the fuck do I well, do I this? Well, I consider the dishwasher, you know, my first real job is because I found it. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents didn't help in any sense. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Every single, like, real job I've ever had, because I had a connection to somebody. <laughs> but, um, you know, working, you know, working, you know, paying bills. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that you don't grow up right away, but... Um, you know you see the world in a very different exactly light very and then quickly. at that point uh like it got to the point where i you know i told them the messages are are mixed you're saying that school is important but you're also saying that working and you know making money is important too mm-hmm. so which you know at that point which do i kind of put up there and in all honesty if you're living life let me be quite honest to make the bills to pay the bills, you're gonna put that job first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Instead, instead of mm-hmm. what you know is supposed to be socially like school is supposed to be first. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be paying bills and stuff like that, I'll I'll be honest. You know, I've uh, even in the job that I that I had before COVID, you know, if it ha- if and I'll be honest, it's because of my parents. If I had to choose between studying and working more, I would choose working more mm-hmm. because, you know, I have bills I have to pay and it's it's not like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working part time. Yeah, but like I would work like 30, 35 hours like a week, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure I had all I paid my bills, paid school. Um, which is something that, you know, I don't think they understand mm-hmm. or they don't see from that perspective. What what I think is a problem that a lot of, especially Hispanic parents have, is um, if you don't tell them what you're doing, they automatically assume you're not doing anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Unfortunately, what a lot of what a lot of uh, Latino parents have to understand is part of that comes from the intimidating environment they create. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the child is afraid of him. It's just like they don't know how to interact with their parents as adults because they've only had the experience of interacting with their parents as their children. So trying to talk about something very adult-like with, with your parents when all you've been treated as is a child, you, you, don't, you don't have a frame of reference. You don't really know how to approach that subject. So that's why you get a lot of mixed messages. That's why you can't really have a conversation because, again, they haven't taught you how to talk to them about an adult issue. And they haven't seen what it's like to have their child talk to them as an adult, which is why you immediately see um, most situations where the child is trying to talk to their parents as an adult they immediately see it as, oh, you're being disrespectful. Yes. You're being disrespectful. And it's like, no, I'm just telling you how the situation is. And I I would say the more you talk to your parents, the more they start to sort of understand. Now, again, each person's experience is going to be a bit different, especially depending on, you know, what your situation is, both with college and with work and bills and all that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you need to tell them, Here, here's how it is. 
if you want me to go to school and you want me to work, that's fine. You can't expect me to do both full time. And you can't expect me to, you know what, to still be able to do a lot of the things that I used to be able to do, especially when I was in high school, because it's not the same environment. It's just not. And when you tell them this, do not be condescending. If they ask you why, don't say, oh, you don't understand, because then they're going to get pissed and they're going to be like, you don't understand. And one of the real things you need to tell them is, here, here's, here's how many classes I'm taking. Here's how hard these classes are. Here's my work schedule. This is why I have such a work schedule. And, you know, hopefully they understand. But if they don't, you're just going to, at that point, you know, you have to tell them, okay, so do you want me to work or do you want me to go to school? Because I can't do both full time. Maybe you can do one of them full-time and the other one part-time, but you can't do both full-time. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, and I guess that's sort of a disillusionment for a lot of Latino parents is learning that the American dream really isn't as high up as it's, as it's made out to be, especially because they think, oh, if you, get, if you get good grades in high school and you go to college, you don't have to worry too much about you know, finding a job and making oh, it yeah. all work. And it's like, that's not how this works. Most employers, they don't even want to employ college students because of the way their school schedules are, because it's so, you know, rigid and so um, varied in time. Yeah, I mean, even the way I got the jobs that I had was I told them I'll work work around the the job schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, I I am taking classes, but you know what? Um, I'll work around the schedule. Mm -hmm. And and that is what makes uh, you more attractive to employers. But even at the end of the day, just the fact that they know that you're, you're, you know what, a college student, most employers, they won't even they won't even bother to call you for an interview. They just won't because they're like, we don't want to deal with that hassle. They're going to tell us, oh, their schedule changed or whatever. And they don't like they don't like it when your schedule changes. I know this from personal experience because I was my first job when I worked at a Wendy's. I told them the summer I don't have any classes, so I'm going to be able to work full time for all summer it's not going to be an issue but as soon as i but as soon as classes start in the fall my schedule is going to change a lot i'm only going to be able to work part-time i'm only going to be able to work so many hours a week but i'm still going to be able to work like you know roughly around 20 hours they're like all right it's not going to be a problem first couple of weeks yeah i was down to 20 hours but it was more or less what i expected after about the first month though i was working maybe three hours a week i was like what the fuck so then I started looking for another job because they were like, oh, we it's just we can't really work around your schedule. And I'm like, that's not what you told me beforehand. And they're like, yeah, but we didn't know about this. We didn't know about that. They'll give you any excuse for why they're going to cut down your hours. And at the end of the day, the real reason why is because you changed your schedule. They don't like it. They Most employers, they can't handle it. Um, one of the places that I did work at that does that is able to, you know, handle it a lot better. And it's just due to the uh, uh, hours that they that they are open for is movie theaters. They're very, uh, or at least the movie theater I was at, they are very uh, flexible with your school schedule, uh, mostly due to the fact that they have a lot of employees. So it's not really going to hurt them if, you know what, you don't come in. But, yeah. Uh, I, oh, sorry. No, were, were you done? Yeah, I was done. All right, yeah. Well, I know for me, jobs was was a little different than than you guys. 
which is weird because I, I also have Latino parents. But my, my mom encouraged me to not get a job because she she said school is so important that if you get good enough grades, you should be able to skip, you know, fly, fly through with um, just financial aid. You know, assuming that you keep your grades up, which obviously that wasn't going to happen. Out of curiosity, John, do you have a helicopter mom? Uh, she isn't so much anymore, but that's because I'm an adult. Oh, okay. Um, she knows she knows she knows better now than th- than to keep, than to watch over my shoulder. Okay. Because I'll just, just I'll just do nothing. Mm. It, it's come to the point to where like I do more when she's not in the house than when she is in the house. Ah. Like I don't do my chores when she's there. I do when she's not there. So it, it's it's just like leave me alone and I'll I'll work. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you keep watching me, a watchman a watchman doesn't work. Or whatever, however, however the thing goes. As someone who's under pressure will do a terrible job. That's there's, just the nature of the beast. There's also that. There's also that. That's why I'd rather do nothing. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like a King Boomy said for positive and negative. And then there's the third one. Do nothing. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, in terms of like college and jobs, uh, I didn't start working um, in my adult life. Because obviously you had my, my job in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but for as, as an adult... Um, I didn't get my, 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 my job until 2014. I graduated 2013. Uh, it was in March of 2014. I worked at a kids' museum. I'm not going to name it because I'm – I mean, I'm, I could. They're not going to do anything about it, but I don't care. Uh, but it, it, was, it was like a kids' museum, you know, where there's a lot of, like, science things that they could play with. I hated it so much. And I, we're not talking about jobs, but um, it was part-time. And it, despite, despite the fact that I hated it so much, it actually worked really nicely with my school schedule. And then, um, you know, I was able to earn money. I was able to buy a car. You know, just I kept failing at classes because I'm, you know, I, I was being overworked. So, you know, I, I was at that job for three years. From 2014 to uh, 2017. And then... There's like, there was a like one year gap between 2017 and 2018 where I didn't have a job, or not at least not officially, and so that it wasn't until then that I that I, I, I didn't really know the struggle of looking for a job myself, because the first job at the museum, I got it through a connection. A friend of mine worked there, and so I I, I was hired onto there, and then, so in, in that year I actually you know I I tried looking for a job and I I found I found a job. I was only there for three days, but it was it was transporting um, bodily fluids between hospitals and labs. It's like blood and like plasma. I'm I hope to God and I you know maybe well I mean if it's, if it's, if it's semen samples, it's semen samples. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's still medical stuff, right? It sounds like metaphorical sex. <clears throat> but uh, <It's> an anime. Anyway, yeah, my damn. Anyway. Um, so, but I only had it for like three days because like, I got really upset. Like they, they told me, okay, you're going to, you're going to do this job, this, this, um, this job, this job, you know, do these routes and then, um, you're done for the day. And then they'll just like, right when I'm done, they'll give me more work. And there was a time where I I didn't come home until like one in the morning because they sent me on on another, I was their only driver in Orange. Apparently there there was this whole system of like inside of California. I'm like, whatever. I quit. And so I quit the job. I had to buy my own cooler and my own dry ice for this job. Because that's, yeah. So I was like, you guys are shady. So um, I, I quit. And so for the re- remainder of that year, 
I started my own little business. I actually started like teaching guitar, and I had like I had like five students at one point. I then I I I planned it out to like if I have like twenty or twenty. I was like either twenty or thirty students, and I charged each each uh class twenty dollars an hour, and I was gonna raise it at some point. It's like, dude, if I could if I if I could teach guitar just that and have this many students, I could live on my own. Didn't didn't end up happening, um, because another friend of mine said, "Oh, I work at a bus company. If you want to drive for us?" I'm like, "Okay." So literally every every legitimate job I've ever had was through through a connection. The first one through my cousin, then through a friend, and then through another friend. So in terms of like getting jobs, I've been kind of privileged in that area. I just know people, and so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, at the job I am right now, I mean, I, I'd rather I started taking online classes because like I was like, dude, I'd, I'd rather work with work here than go to school and just you know I, I can work for my van, not for my bus. You know, I, I could uh, do school work for my bus because all I need is an internet connection. You know, I could be sitting on the driver's seat and doing homework. So it, 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 this job worked out really nicely for me. But yeah, I was never encouraged to to get a job because school is that important um but yeah so uh we're gonna move, we're gonna move on unless because we've been droning on for unless a while. you guys have something else to say about school you two in particular you were gonna ask me a question but i think you lost well, it well you 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 wanted to say something but there was there was no there was no like opening it, for you to come in it's okay no worries yeah it's fine um but I, I was just making sure that you guys also have um, your voices heard, too. But if you have anything to say, then we're going to move on to weird people you've seen and or met. We'll start with uh, with Skins. Oh, I got a story for you. So, I used to work as a security guard in a undisclosed location. All right, Sam, you're next. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was patrolling at 2 a.m. All of a sudden, I see this really... A ruggedy Jesus looking motherfucker coming over to me in a bicycle and he's like excuse me sir I seem to lost my cell phone uh, can you help me with this inquiry and I'm just like okay was it, was he, did he get in that British accent he had a super British accent and like let me give you a description dirty looking Jesus face full of tattoos and I swear to god he looked like he had dreadlocks <laughs> so Listen to my story. I was going up the ladder at this store over here, and then all of a sudden, I dropped my cell phone on the roof. I've been trying to get to it because I've been being contacted by the government. You don't understand. This is a very important procedure. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? <laughs> so I get my colleagues to come here and listen to this guy's story. He's just like, thank you, thank you. You don't understand how much this means to me. Listen to me, young man. You, you are going to save my life. And you are going to make a difference on this planet that we live in. Thank you so much. And then we proceed to call the police. And then they politely escort him out. Two weeks later, I get a call about someone uh, dining and dashing at a restaurant. Lo and behold, it was the same motherfucker. Jesus. Uh, I literally see the cooks like approaching him. He's just like, hey, pinche chismazo, no... Well, no stop, I can't la pinche comida, and I'm, I'm just like, 
I don't understand what these people are saying. They are saying very cruel things. He's on his cell phone. And he's just running away from them. And then the cops are called. They were chasing this motherfucker <laughs> down. <laughs> that is... Was, I'm assuming he was homeless, right? Yeah, he's homeless. Oh. Yeah, this dude was homeless. And uh, <laughs> there were, like, four cops, cop cars, like, chasing him. They weren't, like... They weren't trying to, like be aggressive or anything because they're not allowed to all they could do is just really follow him until he kind of like gives up so and then i actually had to proceed to follow him in my, in my vehicle too and just like call into like uh my supervisor what he's doing oh, that's funny and then like for two hours he was hiding behind the bushes as if no one could could see him and like there were like eight different people just outside waiting for him the cooks the police and several other security guards well i mean even if they couldn't see him i'm pretty sure they could smell him <laughs> He oh had a smell. God, yeah. So, Mr. Chemist, you have any people that you've met that are weird or? No, 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 no. no. Let's let's talk about that smell, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> I I didn't know how bad homeless people smelled. Oh yeah. Until until one of them like walked into a into a Starbucks in Santa Ana. Like, Rank. Fucking. Oh my god. Yeah. And I'm like, the, the very first time, I'm like, what's that smell? It smells. <laughs> it smells like a like, sewer. Yeah. It's almost like they live there or something. And then finally he left and the smell went away. I'm like, it was, <laughs> it was, it was the homeless guy. <laughs> like, you never think, you know, because you're like in a car or something like that. But those dudes, like. When they never shower. Yeah, exactly. They the sewers. They're constantly sweating. So much grime. They don't really but have to change of clothes. Mr. Kimmy, have you met anyone weird? Any stories? If you don't, it's okay. We'll move on to someone else. I met a woman on the bus one time. Damn. Who, I didn't know it was your turn. Oh, well, I didn't hear him say an actual name, so sorry. No, I said <laughs> I, I, I gave him the option to pass or not, and he hasn't yeah. decided yet. Oh, I, I hadn't heard, but I didn't hear you point to him. Or, or do they? He said chemist. Chemist. Oh, I heard him say Kenny for some reason. <laughs> Kenny? <laughs> that's why Thank I you, Kenny! Welcome back that's, at Rojo. That's why I didn't say anything is because i was like that's why that's why i didn't hesitate to go because no I, I, i'm just uh i'm just trying to think about it because to be quite honest uh the only weird people i've met were the ones i became friends with nice hence all of you guys uh, <laughs> wall breakers. but, but wall like breakers. actual weird people like you know clinically kind of deal <laughs> the thing is you gotta understand i hate people in general so i tend to stay away from people in general and so that's why, like, I haven't really had that many encounters. But <laughs> the flute man can attest to this. Oh, snap. In college, at, like, uh... Ooh, is the cat lady? Yes. <laughs> so there's a student in, uh, in this college that somehow believed she was a cat goddess. Oh. <laughs> what? How am I just uh, hearing about uh, this? Uh, um, like, I don't know what else to tell you, but, like, she just thinks she's a cat goddess. And apparently it was, like, because, like, her own parents, like, kind of, like, told her that she was. Wait, Simba? <laughs> <laughs> goddess. But, so Nala. So Nala. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember um, this person that Fluman and I used to interact with. She kind of gave us a backstory uh, and how, like, um, like uh, both her parents were, like, very into drugs. Um, and then also how uh, 
I guess like for some reason if somebody's annoyed of her and uh let's just say this say this in general, like uh these are the type of people that like were very into anime and anime club for life. Yeah. And uh no. Fuck <laughs> 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 no, not for like no. Cause here here's the thing, like um People that are like, you know, what you think are typical people that like anime, you know, that like, you know, breeds it Wait. and everything. They tend to have a not so uh, right mind. No. that and then also not so um, not not such a very like, you know, great hold on reality. that and uh, their temperament isn't the best. Ah. And like the thing is, uh, this person, I guess, uh, did had some uh, had some. I wouldn't say physical altercations, but like, of course, like you know, like verbal mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, for some reason, like you know, these anime kids would be like, "Oh, like oh, fucking cut you open," that kind of thing. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. For some reason, if you threaten her that way with gore, she enjoys hearing it. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure she gets off of it. Also, I would, she would love to meet you. her. <laughs> she but uh, I personally didn't interact with her. But um, I I can't tell you though. Like this isn't just like you know rumors. Like this is actually actual stories mm-hmm. I've heard from a person a person that the Fluma and I interacted with. Um, but. Uh, I would say that was probably like the weirdest person, to be quite honest. And even then, I never interact with her. I I, I tend to stay away from people in general, <laughs> unless like you have a good vibe to you. Then yeah, which is, believe it or not, not a lot of people for me. Mm-hmm. For I I, I I will say this. Uh, she also hissed at people. Yeah. And so you go. while you never interacted with her, I I, I at the at very first when I first met her, I thought she was just being funny. And so she'd hiss, and then I'd like, I like squawk like a parrot at her. <laughs> For her, it was real. For me, I thought we were just messing around. <laughs> she was actually trying to talk to you in snake tongue. Yeah, and then she also said she had a har- she had um, harems of guys too. I'm like, okay, yeah, she said it. She said it. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this who I'm thinking it is? No, oh, okay. sure not orgies. Harems, I think, are different. Or what are the male thing, male clothing with harems? And I'm sure, I'm sure they had orgies. It's reverse harem. That's what it is. Reverse harem, you too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Theo, Sam, you, you had someone. Yeah. So, I was taking. All right. the, I was taking the bus to um, to school one time, and I was just chilling on the bus. I didn't feel like sitting down for whatever reason, so I was just chilling, standing on the bus, and then as I'm about to get off, like I'm right, I'm right uh, at the bus stop that stops right in front of my school. As I'm about to get off, this black lady comes and grabs me by the and grabs me by the elbow, but she like grabs me like suspiciously hard. And she starts talking to me to read a certain passage from the Bible. Oh jeez. And just by the way she was grabbing me and with the intensity in her eyes, I could tell her that she really wanted me to read this. Like she thought she was a prophet or something. And all I could think to myself was if you don't let me go, I'm going to punch you in the face. 
Naturally. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get to class. Why are you trying to get me to read the Bible? I, 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 don't, I don't understand. But it, it was just very, very, uh, I don't know. It was just very off-putting because it was so random. Like, she didn't do this to anybody else. Like, just for whatever reason, she felt the need to grab to grab my arm and do this. And I was like, I really want to punch you in your face. And it's not that I don't believe in Christ. I do. But I don't want to hear about it right now. I'm trying to get to class. Like, I, I, think, that's, I think that's a thing that happens to a lot of us. If we're in a rush to get somewhere and somebody stops us for whatever reason, we are immediately upset. Immediately. Fuck. I just remembered. It was these two fanatics. <laughs> uh, that were at the college campus. Those were, those were, cause I think they could be considered weird, right? Cause they're holding up signs also. Like they were like saying like, Oh, like you're going to hell if you yeah. do this. Yeah. This they're, they're saying things like that. They're weirdos. Mm-hmm. And, um, why did I forget that? I don't know. Because don't know. the like, cat lady was that much more interesting. I think it is. Honestly, I think it is because the story that you tell, yes, they're weird, but I don't think they're the kind of weird that is like like over the top. Yeah. I think they're just the kind of weird. Like Stefan's story, yes, that's um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's very weird. Uh, my lady, was it over the top weird? But she was right at that threshold where I was like, because I just didn't like the way she grabbed my arm. I really didn't. Cause she, Maybe yeah, gonna, because she grabbed you and you don't know her? <laughs> that, was, that was part of the reason. She was on the bus, too, which I'm like, the only, the only people that take the bus are people that can't afford a car or are clinically insane. Yeah. And I know which one I am. <laughs> clinically insane. Both actually. <laughs> God, but I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about the story, but like long story short, there's these two fanatics they're like saying like, Oh, if you let's just say if you're happy and you know it, it's a sin. <laughs> that's that's the type of uh fanatics that are at the campus. I chased them away <laughs> no, no, on campus. No, but no, like, let's let's make let's put this into context because he didn't actually chase them away. He broke them and made them run away. He asked questions. Fanatics don't want you to ask questions. They just want you to believe whatever they're telling you to believe. No, uh, honestly, um, if you argue with them, it's going to be worse. And it's going to make them feel like they have more of a reason to be there. Exactly. That's the thing. He didn't and, argue. He just asked. But uh, that's a story for another time. But... uh, uh Give the horn, Mr. Horn Man. Go to horny jail. <laughs> weird people I've met or weird interactions. Yes, anything, anything that has to do with like weird people, like very weird. Anything that made you like ugh. even even it, it, it can even hear it can even hearsay. You don't have to have met them. It could be hearsay as well. Have you heard about somebody? Uh, so my brother and I had these childhood friends. Um. They were both black. Yeah. But, oh, but they were foster kids. 
And so So the <coughs> so regular black. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Shoot, Negro's all you had to say. Oh. Uh, regular black. <laughs> and um <clears throat> and you know, we used to hang out it was a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. The brother was younger. Uh I think he was he was my age actually. And huh? No. No. Oh, okay. No. Everett was younger than I was. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Everest was younger than I was. Everett, you mean? He was alright though. Yeah. yeah. He was alright. But no, uh, this is completely different, Blue Man. Uh, this is like in you, our neighborhood. Yeah. Did you ever hear his stories about his sister though? Apparently, his sister was in uh, special ed, but he was like, "That's a total lie. She's faking it. She is smart, and she." Don't want Everett again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maniacal, and. Like she she hurts me. That I mean that that <coughs> special it doesn't mean that you're dumb though. So it's just that you're special in a god given way. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure people who qualify, you know, to be. I mean, not all psychopaths. But I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of people who who have those qualities end up being special ed anyway. I could be wrong. I, I'm not well read in this in that area. But continue. With the, but anyway, neighborhood kids. Um, you know, we hanged out. I always knew he was a little off. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm talking about like uh, my gaydar went off, <laughs> but it was like on and off, like because he was black. <laughs> Mine's always on. But anyways, we went to outdoor ed. Oh, Chris. <laughs> uh huh. I first started to really like fucking look at it weird. Uh, we went to outdoor ed. Dude was in fucking short shorts. Booty like shorts? Those, the, the ones girls wear. Booty shorts? Daisy yeah. Dukes? Booty shorts. And with boots. Oh, God. I found it weird. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was, what, 11? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you'd never seen that much of a male's legs before. Probably, but I was like, that's a weird fashion choice. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I, I let it go. You know, it started snowing then, too. And, um, you know, uh, it was a good time, but he got kicked out. And the reason being, you know, we had to wake up at fucking five in the morning. I was so pissed about that. Oh, for outdoor end? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we had the shower. We had like... <laughs> 10 minutes to shower. And, and what were you thinking? Ah! <laughs> the water. I'm melting. No, I, I started hearing guys like my, the, the guys who were taking a shower like next to me going, what the fuck? And I'm, I look outside and that, that kid, uh, my childhood friends, like looking under the the shower Curtain I bit. came here looking for, <laughs> looking booty. for booty. Exactly. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know him. I don't, I don't plan on knowing him. <laughs> Dude, he was, he was running around just checking little boys. Uh, Bangs. <laughs> Peni. Exactly. Penasia. It was weird. And then he's like, oh, hi. I'm like, uh, and then he just. 
went about his business, which was checking out little boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> El Rojo El just Rojo came into this that. conversation at the wrong time. El Rojo. You know, they kicked him out because that's not okay. Um, and then I saw him like years, years later. Um, he's not dressed like that anymore. He's more dressed like how a black person would be dressed. Urban. Exactly. <laughs> And he's like, so dumb. Hood rat. He he comes up to me because like we made eye contact, and I'm like, fuck. (laughs) About to ask you out. He came up to me. He's like, what's up, G? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? To be fair, your name starts with a G. I know, but when he uh, when he spoke, he was like in a very high pitched accent, like this. So he said it like, hi, G. No, he was like, what's up, G? But when he was younger, he's like, hi, Guillermo, and this and that. I'm like, the, well, to be fair, all of us used to speak like that. So, No, but like, speak have you heard yourself, little Latino boy. children? They, they sounded like they just came across the border. Like, they have that accent. Yo, yeah, but, what's up, fool? Yeah, but he he's talking about a black kid. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, sup? I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I'll, like, Hood rat number one? God damn it, call him Jake. Call him I'm, gonna call him, Jake. I'm gonna call him Jake. Jake. Call him rat number one. <laughs> I was like, he's like, sub G. I'm like, uh, sub Jake. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, fucking going to school. This, this sounds like the start of any freaking. Liam Neeson movie. Balls. Oh, fucking. And then he's like, yo, you got 40 bucks I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm like, dude, no. So what you're telling me is he's a business person. <laughs> I'm guessing so, dude. Uh, as far as I know, those two got kicked out of the foster house oh. or something like that. The foster mom was crazy, too, so I don't know. Oh, I know. Um, I know the... The sister got pregnant and she was with some guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he seemed like uh, he hanged out around our neighborhood for a couple weeks. I think he was kind of like homeless mm-hmm. and just kind of drifting through life. But yeah, no, that interaction was, I mean, really weird. And then remembering how he was back then to how he asked me for money, I was very surprised and very like, uh, okay. And then every time I'd see him, dude, I'd just not make eye contact. Because, you know, uh, fucking, I think one one time he did ask me, hey, uh, can I come over to your house? And I'm like, you know, I made excuses, but obviously I was like, fuck no. Because I honestly. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just gonna pick you pe- back off off of, of off the chemist story, and that I'll count that as my weird person. Cause I'm no, a, I'm an original. You don't but, you uh, don't know anybody else that was weird in your life? I'm trying to think, which is very hard to do for me. Um. Hmm. Oh wait, I was he, in high school. He's got nothing. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> imagine that'd be a pretty funny bit. But no, I was in high school. And so, 
you know, they call me the flute man for a reason. Okay. He blows, I, I, guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stupid. I played many varieties of flute, my favorite of which is the pan flute. And in high school, I learned how to make my own. So uh, there's this bike trail near my near where I live. Um, and it, it goes, it basically goes throughout the whole length of, of the city of Orange and into Santa Ana. And so Santana. I'm, 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 I pass Hart Park and uh, there's, there's river reeds or bamboo that grows in, in, in this little creek bed. Um, and I harvest it every now and then. And so I went to harvest. It was, it was in high school. I think it was a sophomore, junior. I forget. It was, it was in the early 2010s. And this woman, I think it was a woman, came up to me. And she... So you're just assuming her gender? Yes. Because <laughs> she sounded like a woman. <laughs> but she had facial hair. <laughs> so I can't tell if it was actually a man that had a really high-pitched voice or if it was a woman who had, you know, a little too much testosterone. But did they have a rack? Huh? Or a castrati? What? <laughs> Someone was castrated? Oh, God. No. Like, castratis? You don't know those? No. Like, it was like... um it was in Italy, and basically, like, way back then, when, like, you know, opera was a thing, uh, in order for for the boys to still keep their vocal range, I'm just going to end it there. Oh, they castrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're called, castratis. So, eunuchs. Yeah, essentially, yeah. But yeah, so the, uh, for singing purposes. So this person, I'm about to go down into into the, into the, into the uh, coming out of the creek bed mm-hmm. with 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 the bamboo already harvested, and then she's like, "Can I can I blow you?" I'm like, "No." I, I was it was super. I was like I was like awkward laughing. Like I was like, uh, uh, "No." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, thankfully I had I had the saw that I brought with me, so like. I mean, if I had to defend myself, I could. Yeah. But uh, go for the juggler. But the but it was it was it was really weird. She came out of nowhere. I wasn't. I I I was so confused. I didn't have space to be scared. Yeah. And then I went home. You know, you need to get better at telling this damn story. No, <laughs> no it's just that's, 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 that's what happened. I know, I know, but you need to you need to add some. Scenery. And then we had like ten filler episodes of anime fighting. I mean, it would be a better story. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, so speaking of weird weirdness, we're gonna get a little weirder now. We're gonna get the the supernatural. Um, and I think it is only appropriate for the for Joe Ren the chemist to start us off with a with a supernatural story. Go. He's got one of two, both of which are horrifying. <laughs> if you want to tell two, it's fine. I don't mind. Well, um, first of all, uh, Will Brown here, right? Yep, I think I'm so. El Rojo, <laughs> just kidding. Brown? Except for El Rojo, but he's, he, he's also brown. What are you talking he is about? He's honorary brown. Oh yeah, yeah. I can say it. I can exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ginger ale. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but um, anyways, like the thing is, like I myself, I'm not Catholic. My brother isn't either. Um, I am. I know you are. 
Um, but I am what is right. referred to in the religion uh, as Christian. a Christian Catholic. Cr- really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, Stefan's Christian. I'm, uh, my family's Christian. So he's a zealot. Oh, no. What about you? Oh, I'm agnostic. God damn it. Sorry. God damn it. Damn it, the computer at him. No. <laughs> no, but anyways, like I will I will say though, um, <laughs> even though uh, uh, myself and Gabe the Horn are agnostic and Stefan as well, we were taught to still believe in the supernatural. Like um like in regards to like ghosts, demons. You don't fuck with Ouija some, boards. Yeah, you don't fuck with Ouija boards. But Luigi boards. You do not. Um, but, uh, I would say, um, so I'm pretty sure like people around here know about Black Star Canyon, right? Uh-huh. For those um, of you who don't, it's an ancient bur- Indian burial site or the site of many Indian massacres is more accurate. Uh, it's an annihilation. Like an- the annihilation. Tribe there you go. Completely ni- annihilated there. I forgot what the tribe was called too. Um, but, um. Supposedly, um, they were annihilated because uh, their diet consisted of, um, you know, um, hunting horses. And when <laughs> the Spanish came over, ah, the Spanish didn't appreciate that. You know, their what? horses were being killed. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's good meat, though. I, I never tried it. I'd be down to try it. But um, oh, anyways, we'll uh, moose yeah. is delicious. Yes, it is. Okay. But um, anyways, uh like uh it wasn't just that but also there were like cults that are being that uh did their thing there as well um a murder <laughs> and all that so that that or that place already has like bad mojo yeah really bad mojo it smells like, like sulfur there multiple times yes but um anyway so actually this started when i was hanging out with theo sam skins and another friend of mine um and we were just driving the car, right? And we were just... Uh, I don't know sick. what possessed him to do this. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we were just driving around in my car. And I was driving. And then I decided, like, you know it would be a good idea? To visit this place at night. And, um, and of course, uh, I didn't want to go out. I just wanted to see, like, what it would look like at night. Because I'd never seen it. So there was still that, that part of me that was curious. And so, uh, I actually, we drove over and, uh, when, when I arrived at the, at the entrance, I saw a car there as well. Um, and I saw, and my headlights were shining to like the entrance. It was like pitch black mm-hmm. basically and everything. Now, what I saw was I'm speechless just kind of thinking about it just because um let me let me put this into context for you so we get there we're not even there for half a second when he suddenly whips the car around yeah we don't know why he's doing this i assume he sees somebody um because there's a car there so i assume he sees somebody like with a hatchet or something and he's yeah. just like hell no hell no because that's what he's saying he's saying hell no hell no hell no last i remember uh he immediately as he was turning the car around he shouts out nope <laughs> yeah he he was i i've known this guy for a long time he has never been this like coldly afraid in his life 
that I've known him. And we're just gunning it out of this place. And I'm like, what did you see? And um, actually, I saw what I would what I would call demons. Mm -hmm. There was like three of them were like I made. It was weird because, okay, there is black. There was like pitch black. But then like you never imagined there'd be something darker. Mm -hmm. And there was something darker that I saw at the entrance. And like the thing is, like in regards to its face, that's the weird part is I can't really remember it. Um, not only that too, but like every time, um, to be quite honest, like when I do remember it, um, like it does like come back like mm-hmm. for like an instant. And like the thing is like, it's not that it's faceless. It does have a face. It's beyond description. That's, yeah. That's the thing you need to see. He can recognize it if he were to see it again, but he can't describe what it looks like. Like think of like the best way I can describe it is like real life static. Mm. When you see its face, like, you know, it has a face. You can make out the features, but it wasn't exactly human looking Mm -hmm. either. Neither was its shape. And even then, I can't really describe it. Like, I can't say it was like bipedal. Mm -hmm. uh, The three of them, because there was one that I saw at the entrance. And then when I was turning around, I saw two more like uh, beyond this barbed wire fence. Mm. And... um, and to make ma- to make matters like a little bit like w- weirder, uh, when I left, right, and um, actually I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you uh, finish the story. Yeah. So as he's leaving, and he's describing, you know, what he saw, I'm like, I'm curious to see just how powerful it is. So I put my hand on him, and I have a ring here that has a very popular and also very powerful um, prayer that is, uh, that is said in the Catholic religion uh, that I wear almost all the time. And as soon as I touched him, I felt a burning sensation from that, that finger where the ring was on. And even miles away from where we were, I could still feel just how palpable that burning sensation was, meaning that these things were not only unholy, but they were very, very powerful. Because to be felt miles away, like we we ended up going to an in and out just just to you know kind of cope with what we had seen or what with what he had seen. And even then, I could still feel it. Like these things had palpable, you know, just darkness coming from them and. And the weird part was, like, I was the only one that could see him, and my friend Theo Sam here, like, he's no stranger to this type of stuff. No. But for some reason, like, he couldn't see it. I couldn't. But I could. I couldn't see them. I don't know why I couldn't see them, but the fact that I felt them is enough reason for me never to go back at night. Actually, to be quite honest, like, you literally touched my shoulder, and you're like, are you okay? Yeah. Because he... But then, like... Because he was tense. He was unbelievably tense. And then I started feeling the burning sensation. Like, he, he just... Like I said, I'd never seen him this, like, coldly terrified before. Oh, yeah. I did this almost with a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> he was... I was like, nope, nope, he, he nope. He was just let's terrified. Go. Let's, let's fucking leave. And he gunned it. Like, this is the fastest I've ever seen this man drive away from something. And I was just like, Jesus. And so, yeah, it's... Yeah, kids, if there's a, there's an event apparently that exists that is um, 
going to Black Star Canyon at night for Halloween, I highly recommend you don't do this because you will not survive. Um, like I told you all, 40 people armed to the teeth. With against forces they can't see, whose powers are unknown to them, in a place where probably more exist. Yeah. Because at that point, you know, even if they got like a cult going there, hell no. Fucking run to the entrance, shoot whatever in your way. You know, at least at least half the people are going to make it out alive. I'm not willing to take that statistical chance. <laughs> False. Here's what I told him, because he was actually, con- here's what Joe Ren, the chemist, was actually considering going one time. Here's what I told him. If I get a call saying help, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come armed to the teeth with holy water. Rock salt, pure iron, weapons, and I'm going to toss him a pocket knife. And I'm like, deal with it. <laughs> As I drag the rest of you out from under. I'm sorry. I, I, I'd do the same thing, but I'd like draw a salt circle. And I'd be like, I've seen Supernatural. I know what's going on. <laughs> it's just like. I'm pretty sure now he doesn't want to do that shit anymore. I think the chemist has another story. He does. What's it called? I've always found uh, Supernatural interesting. Um, the show or, or just the top both. Supernatural? Both. 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 <laughs> both. But what, what intrigues me more is just the concept of a soul. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have one. Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. I need to hear yes from everyone. I mean, I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, hey. is not answering. Wait, what, are, what do you want from me? Say yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> the, the, uh, the human soul intrigues me. Like, just how much emphasis is put on just how valuable it is. Mm-hmm. Valuable. Um, va- did I say that wrong? Valuable? I think you said that. Oh, right. valuable. I'll give you palpable, too. Because it's consumed. Hey. Like, imagine if you can harness, like, energy, that energy, and just use it for, you know, whatever. Because from, like, different lures and stuff like that, it's very potent and very strong. So just, you know, imagine ghosts, spirits, how they're able to interact, you know, with with the world. I mean, because honestly, they're just, they're souls. They're lost souls. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine if you're still alive and you're able to do that. And there's probably stories like, have you ever heard that one monk that healed um, healed a hiker? His leg was broken and he's just, and the monk was like, don't take any pictures. Don't record. I'll heal him. Mm-hmm. And he just saw a bright light that, I mean. Well, I don't, I remember that story. I don't remember seeing a bright light. But he did show them. So, from what I recall, is he used he used what's in the Asian culture known as chi uh, to heal the man. Um, and then afterwards, he sh- he demonstrated, you know, sort of what his chi could do. So he placed his hand on on the, the stomach of one of the of one of the gentlemen, and I guess by infusing his chi into them, he felt like a sort of electro electric shock emanating from him. And then he also demonstrated that, you know, with 
increased focus he could actually light um like paper on fire just with his chi alone but what was interesting about the story was is after they published the video he disappeared they couldn't find him or any evidence that he had ever been at this monastery in in the mountains at all like his 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 little home in these mountains it was gone there was no evidence that it was ever there and since then they've never seen someone like him again and it's it's just you know going back to the whole concept of how powerful the soul is and if you can harness that power what you're capable of Joel, imagine, imagine fist fighting against a demon you would lose <laughs> so do you, do you have another story I think you said you had two yeah. oh, you said I had two but uh, I just told Co- the one uh, I had in the US here yeah. in California oh you uh, want to tell the other one um, I'll tell I'll tell the other one but I I have a couple from Bolivia but I will talk oh, about sure you have yeah, I've heard a couple other yeah. ones. Yeah. I'll see about the... I'll the, just fucking... The, 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 the guy... Fight the club. black uh, figure with the hat. Those are the Cholita ones, too. Start punching each other. Uh, yeah. The Cholita one as well, but... Um, no, um, the what I'm going to tell you is uh, what happened when I stepped into my uh, my aunt's house for the first time. Uh, it was uh, mm-hmm. back in Bolivia. Like, after graduating high school, my parents were like, okay, we're shipping you to Bolivia uh-huh. by yourself. Have fun with relatives to know the family that kind of thing right and um huh america he's literally leaving yeah never mind continue never mind i don't get the joke but okay no there's no joke oh just death okay that's very true um but anyways uh so i was going into my aunt's house and i was with my aunt and her parents were there too uh, my great aunt, my great aunt, my great uncle, and um, my aunt was just showing me around the house, right? Um, and so um, I forgot what happened. I think this was in the morning, and so she went to the kitchen uh, to, I guess, um, make a sandwich. No tea. I don't know why I heard nigga tea. sandwich. Nigga sandwich. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, to make Apparently, tea. Apparently, a dick sandwich has ranch in it. A what? Ranch. <laughs> okay. Weird. Uh, but anyways, uh, when I went to the house and she left me for a bit, um, so, so the kitchen, there was a kitchen, the living room, and then uh, there was some space in the living room in which, like, uh, there was a door. That led to I assumed was my aunt's room, and then there was another door like opposite from it that led to the bathroom. And so um, when I walked in the house, I turned right, and uh, the room the room that was my aunt was to my left, and the bathroom was to my right. And when I walked in, like all of a sudden, I felt like something was choking me. Um, like to be quite honest, like strangling me, like it was weird because like, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that I felt it. I felt hands on my neck. It was like, it was inside my neck Mm -hmm. and was just like squeezing. And, um, 
the thing was like for some for some random reason like I kind of got upset. I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I just kind of got upset and I was annoyed with the feeling. And um, and then like after that feeling it had erupted for me, uh, it stopped. But then like when I look at the bathroom like the bathroom door like the door was originally open mm-hmm. then you see like something was like closing it mm. and then um and like i'm not saying like this door was like a little bit open like there was like a good like i would say like four inches uh it was noticeably open yeah it was noticeably open and then it just kind of like closed. <laughs> yeah it wasn't slowly too it was like it was as if somebody literally just like Hold the door mm. and so uh it, it and so i was just kind of um after i saw the door was being pulled pulled and the door was shut um what happened was uh basically i was kind of weirded out and i talked to my aunt and i asked her like uh like she asked me like what's wrong because like she saw that i was kind of like kind of weirded out by it mm-hmm. and then i told her that like oh like you know what i walked here and then all of a sudden i felt like something was like choking me mm-hmm. and so my aunt like surprised to hear that like not, not but like the surprise of like she was surprised it happened to you but not yeah. surprised that it had happened yeah exactly and so uh, she said that um, you know what I think uh, I think you talk you should talk to my dad about this, and so I and so like she walked with me she she led me uh, to like you know eat breakfast have tea bread whatever, mm-hmm. and then so she told uh, my great uncle like hey like um, uh, so something weird happened uh, um, some kind of gadgets. your your nephew came and then all of a sudden he was being choked. Mm-hmm. And and of course my great uncle looks at me and he says, "Boy, do I have a story for you?" <laughs> 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 and so I'm gonna repeat the story, basically paraphrasing, but regardless, it's the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was uh, my my aunt and her siblings, um, they would have nightmares in that house, mm-hmm. but like the thing is, so like. For some reason, like uh, when they talked about their nightmares, they were describing the same person, and it was like this, uh, like it was like, it was like this woman um, that like think of like just think of um, like you know like a witch or a hag, mm-hmm. and that's basically what she looks like. At least that's how they described it. Mijito. And um, and so like uh, when they were like kids. Or like teenagers, kids, teenagers. Same thing. Yeah, but um, anyways, uh, they they had nightmares, and of course, like you know, the mother um, and uh, my my aunt, uh, they went to the church to talk about it to uh, to a priest, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so the priest, uh, like you know, heard the predicament. And then, like, basically it says, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to... F- I forgot what it was. This sounds random, but... Uh, like, I think either one, the priest gave them some 
some specific rocks mm-hmm. or two uh, instructed uh, the mother like, hey, like find these type of rocks. I forgot. But it has something to do with rocks, basically. And and uh, with those specific rocks, they have to place it next to them when they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically the nightmare should stop after that. Mm-hmm. And actually it worked. Where like after they placed it, they stopped having it, and but like of course like it was so prevalent that it was haunted, mm-hmm. you know from time to time, but uh, for the most part like they're still kind of scared of it, but you know it's just like a matter of like growing out of it over the years, being used to it, mm-hmm. and so um, and so my great uncle, despite being brown, didn't believe in ghosts. Holy shit! They didn't believe in the supernatural. What kind of atrocity is this? <laughs> Yeah. It's not an atrocity. It's it's machismo at its finest. I guess. But um anyways, so what happened was like apparently uh they got really spooked, whatever, and um at night like the activity happens in the kitchen at night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where most of the activity was. And so like uh, the father was like, you know what, you're all are being ridiculous. You know, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sleep there tonight. Just to prove you wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all of that, like, look at me just like, I can tell you right now, all the other wall breakers were, are just kind of looking at me like shaking their heads like, why? Like, why? 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 <laughs> but um, anyway, so what happened was, um, so he grabbed his blanket. Uh, he found a wall. <laughs> Um, and uh, he, break and it, he and he laid like uh, he laid perpendicular to it, and went night night. And you then, and then he proceeded to tell me, in the middle of the night, all of a sudden he felt pressure over his body. But then he felt like someone was strangling him. And uh, what happened was uh, the uncle, uh, my great uncle, couldn't breathe and was panicking. And so since his head was perpendicular to the wall, what happened was like he was so scared. He was scrambling to his feet Mm -hmm. and his head was going up the wall. Like he wasn't levitating, but like basically like he was being pushed up the wall. And, and so, like, until he was, like, <laughs> until he uh, was, uh, he was standing up, and all he could do was, like, you know, what every person would do, like, put their hand around their own neck. Yeah. Right? Um, but, like, the thing is, like, with this type of thing, there's no hands to grab. Exactly. And so, uh, basically, he tried, he told me how, like, he, there was many attempts he tried to call for my aunt. And uh, of course, like my great aunt, and then finally he was able to let out like a like he was able to scream it. Mm-hmm. But like, um, of course, like there was a rasp to it. Wait, he was able to scream? He, yeah, but there was a rasp to it. So what he scream? Uh, he, if I remember correctly, I think he called for my for uh, my aunt uh, because well, she's the oldest sibling too. Uh. Um, and so, um, and so when she heard, she woke up her brother, she woke up her mom and, uh, she 
turned on all the lights. Um, and then, like, she literally ran uh, with the rest of the family to the kitchen, turned on the light, surrounded my great uncle, and we're like, are you okay, this and that. Like, you know, um, and then, like, finally it stopped mm-hmm. after that. And then, um, and then, uh, basically like my uncle told, told me that story, my great uncle. And then he looked at me and he says that he was surprised that it was like aggressive right up front towards me Mm -hmm. because that never happened to their guests or even like, uh, people from their family. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, like, you know, there'll be little like messing around here and there. But uh, not not but, physically aggressive. Yeah, not being physically aggressive towards a family member or somebody that goes into the house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, another story of mine. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, I I have a, have an interesting supernatural story. So I was at a, I was at a church camp, and uh, it, this camp is for is for kids who have at least one incarcerated parent, mm-hmm. and so. I was, uh, we all had bunk beds, and I had this one kid sleep above me. This kid was really annoying, by the way. Um, it, it was really hard to love the kid <laughs> for a whole week. <laughs> um, he, he swore a lot, and he also uh, kept um, hollering at the girls um, at the camp, so it was, it was really weird. He so, was catcalling them? Yeah. Wow. Why are you hollering? Mm-hmm. So... One night, I was just playing my guitar, and I feel something pull my hair. And the, ver- and the very first thing I feel is annoyance. I'm like, how dare you touch my hair? I don't care if you're a kid. I don't care if you're Satan himself. You touch my hair, we're going to have an issue. Okay? So, I look up, and at first, I, th- I, I, I think the kid's messing around with me, Right? But they, then he starts acting all weird, like sticking his, sticking his tongue out, and then he's saying weird things. Like, it, like he was before he was just annoying and all that, but like this was a complete like change in personality. Like this is a completely different person, right? And then he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna kill you, right?" And then, you know, I was hoping it was just an act, but it didn't. It, it, it didn't stop. And so I, I told one of the cabin leaders, like, "Hey." Uh, I don't know if he's possessed or if he's just, you know, being annoying again, but in a different way. And uh, and he his strength increased a little bit. Like, he, it was hard to hold him down. Like, there was, like, it, you needed, like, five adults to hold him down. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they asked me to be the primary, like, I had to, like... Restrain him. Full, full Nelson, right? Where you go under the, under the arm and hold back? Um, or te- is that behind the head? You have to put pressure behind the head, technically. But I mean, most people call that a full mouse, regardless. So I, so it, it, um, he was struggling, right? And the other guys had to hold hold his limbs down, and so they all they all prayed, and then when they were done, he collapsed, just his whole body. His whole body just. I did. I I was like doubt like doubtful until that moment, hmm. and then I'll I'll just like that dude pulled my freaking hair, <laughs> you know. And then some other guy came in. I guess it's one of the highest. He started praying in tongues. I'm like, that's not going to work. Uh, tongues is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the, the, the way they, the way it's usually shown, the, where they just jibber-jabber it, that, that, that's not real. So I don't know where they got that idea from. But like the prayer was, was, was more than enough. 
And uh, it's funny. I remember hiking with the chemist in uh, in Black Star Canyon. It was during the day, though. Mm-hmm. And he smelled sulfur. And I, I have a different opinion when it, when it comes to, like, stuff like that with ghosts. I don't believe ghosts are real in the sense of, like, they're dead people. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I, you know, the Bible says that demons are shapeshifters. So every time someone says, oh, it's a ghost, I just think to myself, it's a, it's just a demon taking the form of, a, you know, a long-gone person, whatever. People disagree. You know, it's it's fine. But I guess what I, my, my, my main point is I've never been afraid of demons or anything. And once again, my very first encounter with a demon-possessed child was annoyance. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm not saying that I'm going to go look, looking for trouble like <laughs> your great uncle. But, you know... I certainly wouldn't panic or you know be deathly afraid of of them because that's the way that's the way I, I see it. Um, but it was still it was still pretty unnerving in the end um, to see a kid be possessed by a demon like that. So uh, yeah, we got we got about, we got twelve minutes left on my thing. How much do you got left? Twelve minutes. All right. I want to end on, 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 on a high note, but does anybody else have a supernatural story they want to tell before we're I done? don't personally, but I'd like to share somebody else's experience if it's possible. Can you keep it up there like five minutes? Yeah, cool. it's going to be less than that. Okay, thank you both. So I know someone who told me a very interesting story. Uh, she once told me that she was staying at an uncle's place one time, and her uncle told her that there was this uh, entity that would come into the, the house and just walk around, and for some reason would just randomly leave. You probably know who I'm talking about. But anyways, um, so yeah, she's like sleeping one night and she couldn't sleep for some odd reason. All of a sudden, she hears footsteps coming in, like coming into the house. Like she hears the front door opening and she hears footsteps coming towards where she's sleeping. All of a sudden, directly outside the door, she sees a figure. But like she can't really see its form because it's like being... Some sort of, it's like being covered by shadows, by like protruding shadows, but she can clearly see there's an individual standing within that weird entity shadow thing. And it stares at her for like a couple seconds and goes straight back out the door and leaves. Wow. I just realized, uh, or I just remembered too, I have a friend that kind of had the same experience I did, but I would say worse. Um, well, it's not my friend per se. It was her dad and her uncles, because uh, uh, they're over like at a friend's house, whatever. And like the thing is, this house was haunted. But you know it's haunted when the father of the house says, "Don't open that door, and whatever you do, don't move that relic that's hanging on the wall." <laughs> Deal Sam is like <laughs> You got it sir there's, there's things in this world That we can't explain I thoroughly believe that the Vatican Was created to lock something away <laughs> It's what? It's called Vatican City It's a whole There's catacombs upon catacombs Underneath that city I can only assume something horrible is underneath it. <laughs> to Shrek Five. Oh yeah, and this is in Guatemala, by the way. Oh, so the ho- so the home <laughs> yeah. of child Ooh. of child soldiers and 
death. To end on a on a positive note, note. like you know what? Uh, uh, that's a story for another day. I got a I got a short story. It's about living with a ghost. (gasps) (laughs) We got Steve. Steve. So our our house isn't necessarily haunted, but it's inhabited by a ghost. We just live with it. (laughs) (laughs) We call him Steve. We don't we we don't know. He he. So basically, the way have anything against being called Steve. Yeah, no, no. He I I think he just enjoys being acknowledged. But anyways, um, so my mom's told us, you know, ever since we moved there, that there's some that there's a ghost there. Um, it only moves around at night, so if it's dark, it'll move around. But you know, if there's light, it won't be able to. So. I was studying for a test, um, and, you know, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I look at it, and I see, no, I'm sorry, it's it's almost 3, it's about 2.45, and I'm like, crap, I need to get at least a little bit of sleep, <laughs> so I was, I, I decided to talk to Steve, and I tell him, you know what? In 15 minutes, wake me up. Because I need to study. Rojo can't believe it is here. Like, put his head back. He couldn't believe it, bro. What? Boy. No, but I mean, it's it's about living, you know. It's about compromised living (laughs) with with the spirit, you know. And... uh, I, he heard me, apparently, because I fell asleep. And I swear to God, I felt someone hit my forehead. So, basically, like, I'm asleep, and then I, my... The next thing he hears is, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and I look at the time, and it's exactly 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Steve. And just you know, go. Here's the thing: Give the horn is a heavy sleeper too. Yes, he is. Oh yeah, like you, you can you can smack him and he'll and he'll look like he's awake, but then like a second later, just like on a dime, just goes back into unconsciousness. But for some reason, like he's not very accurate. But but for some reason, when my brother asked this Steve person. To wake him up, it took one smack to the forehead. See, Steve. You probably knew too because I don't. See, Steve knew just how much power to apply. Just right there, just bam. All right, you're awake now. Ooh, I got a funny story after this about sleeping. But yeah, what's it called? You know, it's not all. It's not all doom and gloom. You can live with them. You just, you know, part of the family. Just feed him a soul every now and then. I do miss my brother Steven. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so we're gonna end it. I have a funny story about sleeping, and then we're gonna we're, we're out of time. But uh, this is back in high school, so I'm also a pretty heavy sleeper. Um, for reference, I remember uh, I, I was a youth leader at a, at a high school camp, and it took putting a mattress on my back and like three high school kids pi- dog pile on top of it just to get me to just like nudge a little bit. <laughs> I I ended up waking up. I just got up and, and they just fell off the, the bed. I was like, Ain't no that one doesn't, gonna. That doesn't sound like you were asleep. That sounds like you were in a fucking coma. 
Well, but but that but let me tell you something. I wouldn't have woken up. I would have been like, "Ooh, this feels nice," and just. Well, no, that's why I, I, I eventually woke up. Implying oh my that god that that didn't help. I just nudged a little bit, and I just from what they told me. But but that's just the frame of reference. The actual story is this: I was in high school, and I was in my English class, I, I know <laughs> and this. my head. Like I was just like, my head was in my arms on my desk. Right? I was just sleeping, and I was in the front row of the class. I have no shame. If I am tired, <laughs> I will get my sleep. Okay. So, the teacher tries. She shakes me like, "Wake up!" And I'm just once again. This, this is all from hearsay. So I, I I was asleep. I didn't experience this. And then, one one of the one of the other kids, one of the guys, he grabbed a, like like a textbook. He slammed it on the desk. I didn't wake up. <laughs> the teacher grabs the sides of my head, picks my head, picks up my head right out of my arms. My eyes are still closed. <laughs> I'm still sleeping, and she's staring me in the face, and she lets me go. I just go, doom. <laughs> this doesn't sound like you're asleep. This sounds like you're in a fucking coma. <laughs> I wake up eventually, right? Probably a few minutes later. Every time you say eventually, it just sounds like a coma. <laughs> you know what they should have done? There was a video that I once saw of this uh, this dad pulling a prank on his kid. And he like grabs his hand. He's like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hand on his face. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, once again, my head, she let go of my hand doom, right into my arms. Oh my God. So eventually I woke up, right? And I'm like, huh? And the teacher's like. Do you, what's, what's what's the word? Uh, ne- not ne- necro, not necrophilia. It's a, it's a different word. Necrolytic. <laughs> um, ne- no, not not necromancer. Necromancer brings the dead back to life, but something else. Narcolepsy. That's what it was. I thought it was epilepsy. No, uh, that's, that's what, what it is. Like, narcolepsy is when like narcolepsy. Yeah. narcolepsy yeah. She's like, do you get narcolepsy? Like, no. Not that I know. Not exactly. Not that I know of. I just really enjoy sleeping. <laughs> to this day, I like sleeping, very much so. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's my, that's, that's the story of when I fell asleep in my English class and no one can wake me up because he was in a fucking coma. <laughs> you two have coma like syndrome. I, I'm going to name a disease after you two watched. Just, just like if you hit them and they don't wake up, but then wake up two hours later, we're going to call that coma syndrome. I'll sleep through a house fire, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, I probably wouldn't be able to. You were probably heavier sleeper than I am. But with that said, this has been the flute man. This is uh, ha- <laughs> Kenny English right now. This is Joe Ryan the chemist. This is Stefan the skins. This is Give the horn. Shout out to Steve. This is Steel hey. Sam. And shout out to El Rojo. Thank you, El Rojo. Fuck yeah, nation. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, nation. And with Foxy, that, yeah. And with that said, I bid the lot of you adieu. And uh, don't go to Black Star. Do don't die out there. Goodbye, everybody. Konnichiwa. We started this podcast in the morning. <laughs>